0: Rand Tomlin, based out of Leeds in UK, became an author at the age of 17. He loved the experience so much, he decided that being a successful and best-selling author was his ultimate goal. He sent his book to publishers all over. Alas, the only one who agreed to publish asked for £2,500 in payment. After that, he wrote four more books all of them rejected by publishers, till on his 20th birthday he started writing what later became his fifth book, The Transition. He decided to self-publish it on Amazon Kindle. But the way he sold the book was on the streets, with flyers and whiteboards, while talking to people and promoting the book. It became a self-published bestseller. And then he hit upon the idea of an open-air street poetry store and he started selling his poems for 20 pence each. He didn't earn millions, but enough for it to become his regular job. And then he wanted to do something bigger. And so he started poetry busking, performing his poetry on the streets of Leeds. And lo and behold, He's since performed at Fastley Festival, Yorkshire Day and in an evening of authors. He has been featured on the Epoch documentary series People as well as Made in Leeds TV, BBC Yorkshire and BBC Two's Politics Live. This is Sunil Bhandari and you are listening to Uncut Poetry, the Salon edition. And we've asked Ryan Tomlin to completely take over the floor. I'm
1: Ryan Tomlin and I'm on Uncut Poetry. How I got into poetry is a bit of a long story, in my eyes anyway. It sounds a bit cheesy to say, Um, it sounds almost like a lie when I say it now. But I got into poetry because I was bored in English class one day and I wrote a poem called Field of Snow Um, and I read it out to the class and everyone clapped and applauded. It wasn't that great, but I think maybe they just, maybe they were bored as well and they, they enjoyed uh, doing something different. But that's how it started for me. I just wrote one poem because I was bored and I enjoyed it. I've always been into stories ever since I was a kid. And I think most kids are because we're told to enjoy stories and share them and spread them. And you, you play with your friends and um, make up imaginary games and worlds and ideas. And that just never left me. So here I am now as a 26-year-old, still with that child inside me. How I'm known where I'm from. So I'm based in Leeds uh, in the UK and how I'm known where I'm from. I'm not famous or anything, but um, I am sort of somewhat of a street poet, I guess is the best term you could use. It's a long story, uh, but after I left university, I made it my job to sell my poems on the street for 20p. A couple of years later, I started performing my poems. Uh, I'd met a few buskers out on the street and I wanted to do what they were doing. So I I did it with my own poetry. There was a a lot of work that went into the making of that because busking poetry is different to performing music in my eyes. Uh, It was harder to plan out and think of a way that I could do it on the street where I would remain focused, not get distracted, still be able to relay the message that I wanted to. That became my job. I did that for... Um, about a year as my main full-time job, with some bits on the side. Now I have a different full-time job, so I have a proper job, as some people like to call it. It's pretty cool, I enjoy it, and now busking is just something I do in my spare time. Um, So I miss doing it as much as I used to, but sometimes uh, life moves that way. I'm inspired by a lot of things. It's a mixture of the stories I've experienced, so I'm a massive fan of films, books and video games. I read and watch and play things all the time, and TV shows too. Um, So I'm inspired by that because they, if they're good enough, they take me places. It's that escapism you get when you go into a story. Um, And I feel the same when I write and read poetry. Um, I feel an escape. Not that there's anything in my life I particularly want to escape from. Uh, In terms of my own poetry and what I write about, it sounds really cheesy, but I'm inspired by life. The way I phrase it is, I love life. Pretty much always have, but I think that you can't have the good without the bad, or the bad without the good. You kind of need both to to balance each other out. So I feel like that's what my poetry is about. I write about a variety of things, but it's mostly that constant battle between the positives and the negatives, and how whatever you do, they kind of both exist and battling each other out. I'm also massively inspired by music. Um, I listen to a whole range of music, and I've written quite a lot of my poems to the backing of a song. So I used to walk to work when I used to busk. I used to listen to an album on the way there and an album on the way back pretty much every day. I also sometimes used to listen to an album on my lunch break as well. So what I used to do is rewrite lyrics to songs in my head and take away the music. And I would have a poem of mine and then I might shift it and move it around a bit. So it's a bit more unique, uh, a bit more my taste, a bit more me. Um, So I've done quite a lot of that. So I'm inspired by... You know, stories, films, books, and video games. I'm inspired by the experiences I have in life, and I'm massively inspired by my music. That's mainly it. Some people are inspired by nature, or love, or relationships, or travel. I'm... stories, music, life. That's probably the best way to put it for me. I also write books as well, so as well as poetry, I write novels and stories. How do I phrase this to get the timeline correct? Started writing poems when I was 14, moved on to writing books when I was 17, Went back to poetry after promoting my latest book on the street. So I used to promote my book on the street. I did that for a summer. Then went back to selling poems. And since then, uh, for the past five or six years, I've done both in parallel. So I don't write all the time. I used to. Um, I think life gets in the way. Uh, and sometimes I felt like with anything new, your not necessarily your first, your main burst of inspiration, but your main burst of energy comes right from the start. And as you get used to it, you're okay with that slow burn. So I still write, I just don't write as much as I used to because I'm focusing more on that kind of slow burn where I write throughout the year rather than write every day. Poetry to me means truth. And what I mean by that is, as I've mentioned that I'm inspired by both the positive and negative things in life. For me, poetry isn't something that needs to be happy or sad. It's not about expressing fear or love or hope. I think it's about expressing all of it. So even though my poems do have a focus on some of those things, I definitely do have poems that focus on death. I have poems that focus on hope, poems that focus on um, fear and regret. For me, poetry is about expressing your emotion in the truest form. So some people read my poems and they've told me that they're a bit negative and they're a bit sad, but for me, that's an emotion you experience in life, right? The same way that the best films ever, for me, aren't all happy and they aren't all cheery and all jokey and, and laughs, the best films for me are ones that express all of that, and that is truth. I think if you think of the most hard-hitting films, they're not the films that are all really funny, or it's all really happy, everything's great. They're the films that address those difficult issues, and those books that, and TV shows and, and, and video games and whatever media it is, it's the ones that express those most difficult issues that are the best. So you want the whole spectrum. You want all the sad, all the good, and everything in the middle. For me, poetry is art, and that's what art's about. It's about truth, displaying everything in its entirety when you can. This first poem I'm going to share with you is called Before the Dawn.
2: He was hanging from a cliff face on a cold and stormy night As the wind and rain attacked him with just one arm he held on His fingers curled around the rim, his nails were cracked and broken like tombstones they stuck in the rock from which he hung upon. Lightning scarred the sky, a painted streak across the dark. He heard its deathly clap before the thunder's throaty grumble. The cliff face that he clung to it shuddered and it shook as a rock beside him then tore off and to the depths it tumbled. His palm seethed with agony his arm it throbbed and burned he clutched the dirt for his dear life holding on with all his grip he screamed and roared aloud his voice warning off the night but no matter how much he fought the pain he soon started to slip but just before it was all over and he was taken to the depths just as he was surely certain he wouldn't live to reach the morn sunlight seeped from the horizon and with sudden strength, he climbed back up, reminding him the night is always darkest, just before the
1: dawn. So that poem is, I suppose it's kind of like a vision that came in my head. It's not a spiritual vision. I'm not a particularly spiritual person or anything like that. It was just a scene that came in my head of someone hanging from a cliff face, it's a stormy night, it's windy, it's thundery, and they're clinging on as much as they can, and I just kind of saw the sun breaking between the clouds, um, and that's what, that's what came to me. So quite a lot of my poetry is just me picturing or imagining something, and then writing it down. And you have to do a bit of fiddling around to get the syllables and the rhythm correct and, and all that stuff, but that's how it works for me. So uh, yeah, that was just some kind of uh, a scene or an idea that came to me, and. I wrote it down and was really happy with the, with the sentiment that came out of it. This second poem is called Obsessed. You always
2: need to be obsessed with something. You always need to be involved in or invest in something. You're always moving in some way, always trying to get better or improve in some way. You never really chill. You're always shifting, always swerving, never standing still. You're always waiting to act always hoping for a moment, never really relax. See, I've been told that ever since I was a boy. I'm always playing with a different tool or different toy. And even now in my 20s, most people are done with it, but I'm still doing plenty. Because I can't stop these gears from turning. I'm always growing, always hoping, always somehow yearning. And if I ever stop these distractions, the default in my brain's always a negative reaction. Because sometimes I don't like my head. That's why I like to get obsessed with other things instead. And sometimes I don't like my mind. I don't always like the thoughts and feelings whirring round inside. No, sometimes I don't like my thoughts. And if I let my guard down, that's when I'll be caught. And sometimes I don't like my feelings. That's why I'm always changing, always doing, always needing. Because I find that when I'm busy, the chemicals inside me aren't so fizzy. And that when I've been distracted, The negativity and stress has never lasted. That's why I'm always doing something, because my mind can't cope with having nothing. That's why I never really rest. That's why I'm always...
1: obsessed. So, everyone's always told me That I am an obsessive person and I don't obsess about everything, but the things that I am focused on and interested in, I am absolutely obsessed with. I did it when I was at university, I did it when I was at school. My parents told me that I always had some kind of hobby or interest or thing or style or anything that I was just, it just consumed me. And as I've grown older, I've realized that if I don't have something filling my brain, the empty space doesn't feel good for me. For me, if I don't have something in there that's, something to look forward to, or to be busy with, or to feel, or anything, the kind of empty open space in my head starts to feel bad. And I think that's quite common. I think quite a few people realise that sometimes when they are sad, if there's no pattern to it, or no particular incident there, or, or thing that they're dealing with, it's just because they're bored, right? There's nothing to fill the space, and you just get a bit bored and, and kind of lonely and upset. So for me, I've always got to be busy with something. I've always got to keep something in my mind. Um, and as much as that has helped me so far in my life and the things that I've wanted to pursue, it's also hindered me, not quite as much, but it's still hindered me to a fair amount because it means that sometimes I just don't switch off. So thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast um, with myself in it. It's really nice to be featured on the podcast. I love sharing my work with people. If you would like to find out a bit more about myself, Um, see more of my work, read and or listen to my poetry, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at rjtomlin or you can go to my website rjtomlin.com. And if you do want to get in contact with me, feel free, my contact details are on there or you can drop me a message on Instagram or whatever works for you. But thanks again for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, And yeah, that's about it. Keep, uh, Keep supporting poetry. It's one of the best things ever.
0: This is Sunil Bhandari and you were listening to Uncut Poetry. You can get details of how to touch base with Ryan and access his books and poetry in the show notes. Did you enjoy what you heard? Share the link with someone you love and follow Uncut Poetry on Spotify, iTunes, Ghana or anywhere you get your podcasts from. See you next week.